You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is, is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Hey, what's up, visual listeners? This week, we are talking about Game of the Year contenders, and we're going to have some of our personal picks because this is the Replayer Podcast. Oh, yes, I'm in studio mode, so none of that worked. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm just sitting here with dead air. Welcome to the Replayer Podcast, where I messed up the intro. What's going on, guys? This is the Replayer Podcast. This is the Replayer Podcast, a show about video games that was once about retro replay, but now (laughs) we're just talking about video games. And we're listening to some video game music. We're literally just like right before we went live, like we should just sit here and just jam to some (laughs) video game music. Joining me tonight is Jake and Tyler. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Hanging in there. How are you, Dan? I am pretty good, sir. Pretty good. Tired. Good. I feel that. Boom. <laughs> Sorry. I had a. I did a four and a half hour long stream today, and it's it's taken a toll. Like my mental energy is drained. <laughs> so something to consider. Anyways, talking about game of the year contenders this week. Uh, I think there's pretty much a clear winner as of now. And if you had to guess, uh, I think anyone would be able to get it out there and just be like, yeah, <laughs> we know, we know what it is. Uh, so we are, we have a few picks. We're going to go around and we're going to talk about some of our favorite games this year so far. Uh, and some of the contenders of games that are coming out later in the year, because we know, we don't know if any of those are going to be kind of like give a, the big wig right now run for their money if you have to guess who i'm talking about you should you should see yourself out the door i'm kidding i don't care it's fine anyways how you guys doing do you want to kick us off with some uh discussion about just you know how you feel about this year how how this how's 2022 treated you as a gamer honestly uh, like yeah you're I'm, right jake i'm sorry um i mean i'll make it pretty quick honestly like i I'm not too impressed with the games, the amount of games that came out this year. Like there, there's a few good ones, but I, I just, I don't feel like there's too many big blockbuster games like there usually is in the past few years. Um, so I'm really hoping 2023 might bring that, mm. but I, I really haven't been too impressed with this year. Yeah, I feel much the same. Um, I feel like I haven't been playing many of the games that have come out this year in the first place. Uh, you know, I'm, kind of dipping into the backlog a bit and then the games that i have been playing i feel like i've been playing a lot more indie titles you know what i mean just trying to like really delve into you know some smaller communities and figure that out I've, i haven't really touched any titles like 
Horizon Forbidden West or any of these big AAA titles that came out this year. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see how it goes towards the end of the year, though. I mean, there are some some interesting looking titles that are yet to come out in 2022. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, obviously, there's still a lot going on as far as like games that were in development they have been postponed or pushed back there's still a lot of studios that are citing that like covid and working from home has added new difficulties and you know restrictions that's making it so that's a delay their games but usually there seems to be kind of a cadence to like there's certain years that are just bangers and then certain years that are kind of like lulls between things oh, yeah. so like like 2018 had a lot of great releases you know 2017 had some good ones too and then like last year we had some really good games. Yeah. And uh, next year is going to be it again. Next year's going to be yeah, great. Like, the list for games for next year is kind of like super stacked. Especially yeah. when how it seems more than ever, games just suddenly just drop on us out of the blue. And yeah. it's like you don't know what could be the next big hit because things just kind of appear out of nowhere. I literally just read an article yesterday about a dinosaur survival mmo game that's hitting consoles next week and i'm like ooh, i've not heard of this but this sounds interesting i'm going to check that out at some point but anyways <laughs> on to the game of the year contenders let us all say it at the same time what is it <laughs> it's i'm kidding i don't care but <laughs> oh well i'm well let's let's be let's be real jake has a different first pick but you and i have yes. the same one and yep. patrick who unfortunately couldn't um join us tonight also had the same one so yes. jake is the dissenting opinion i'm the oddball oh. yeah, he's he's the odd he's the odd one out <laughs> but uh dan if you want to kick it off and and let us know what your first pick is and also of my course. first pick yeah i will i will uh shout out to patrick because patrick was going to join us tonight but he had to uh cancel at the last minute but you myself patrick all had elden ring as our number one this is probably bearing the lead because that's people usually go the other way around but we can't not start with Elden Ring, I think, because as of now, it's the only, you know, per IGN 10 out of 10 this year. And I know a lot of us have very strong feelings about Elden Ring. I'm curious. I want to get into this with you, Tyler, because you told me right before the show that you haven't actually played that much Elden Ring. That's right. I actually don't own the game. Mm. Um, my brother owns the game, so I've had a little time with it. You know, it's it's been one of those games where it's like, you know, you go to a friend's house, you play it for a little bit. You know what I mean? You're, you're hanging out with your brother, you play a little bit, whatever, right? And it's a bit of a weird game to do that with, I feel like, because of the nature of how it works. You know what I mean? Like, you're building a character and all that. And if you're, like, jumping around different places and building different characters, you're not, like, fully getting that far. But Elden Ring is just one of those releases to me where, like, first of all, like, the hype plays a massive factor. You know what I mean? This game was was hyped up like crazy it had like mm. I, I i would say i don't know if you'd agree with me like no man's sky like cyberpunk levels of hype you know what i mean coming out of like <laughs> from software who's got like the list of of bangers that everybody loves i mean like i feel like everybody's got a game they love from FromSoft. i'm not huge into their games for the most part and i love bloodborne you know um uh, bloodborne yeah and so you've got elden ring coming out of out of from and it's matching the hype. It's, you know, their tried and true formula in this massive open world. It looks great. And even though I haven't played a bunch of it, I've seen a lot of it. And I have to say, I, j- I just feel like it'd be really stupid of me to, to, to say, you know, that this is not, in my eyes, what's going to be the number one. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the year, I think nearly everyone's going to agree that 
this is going to take the top spot. I feel bad for games like Horizon Forbidden West because it's, you know, it's a beautiful, well-crafted AAA game and it would probably have a shot if it were like literally any other year. It's kind of like what happened to Horizon Forbidden or uh, yes, the first yes, Horizon the first because one. Zelda was, came out at the same time. Yeah, or like Breath slightly, of the Wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah within, I think also within like the same month span, like similar to how, how it went down here. So, but um, yeah, 100%. Like there's some genuinely well-crafted AAA games coming out this year, but just Elden Ring is going to blow them out of the water, I think. So, yeah. So to hit on your hype mention, interestingly enough, I was interested in Elden Ring because it's a FromSoft game uh, and it's a, a Miyazaki game. So right. I was like, cool. And I did this. I went, that's going to stay over there for now. And I... <laughs> did that so i didn't pay a lot of attention to elden ring for the longest time and it wasn't until after the alpha beta test the open the server test they did right. that someone had messaged me and was like dude did you get a chance to play elden ring and i'm like no i, I wasn't i wasn't worried about playing it i wasn't i, I kept my hype in check and right. then it was after that that i went and watched like a video of this guy doing a breakdown of his experience playing the server test and i was like like oh, okay <laughs> all right yeah like it's it's up there now right. uh but yeah like elden ring for the games that have come out this year it's easily the game i've spent the most time in as well because sadly again like for horizon i bought horizon and elden ring at the, like they were really close together they came out the same day i don't even remember at this point it was it was definitely within the same month it was very close because I, I remember yeah. playing horizon and Within a few days, I had forgotten it existed because I was playing nothing but Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. Every single yeah. day, I was putting like eight to ten hours a day into Elden Ring. And sadly enough, I haven't beaten it yet because I've just, I'm just lost in that world. And i just taking my time. I'm enjoying it. And it's funny because it's not a narrative game. And most people don't think of like strictly action, no narrative games to win game of the year. But I feel like I have predictions, but we'll save that for a little later. Let's move on to Jake and what your number one is. Okay, so I'm going to start off. You're probably right. Both of you are probably right. Elden Ring probably will get game of the year. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> denying it's a bad game or anything. Like, it, it, it's, it's a great game from what I see. I haven't played it yet. Um, I'm not a real big Souls person. I've, you know, I've played Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Um, couldn't really get into it but it it's a great game you know it's got great scores but my game of the year i believe is tmnt shredder's revenge like honestly when that came out i was literally eight years old again yeah like oh my goodness like <laughs> I, I was just transported back in time like everything from the art style to the music the levels like oh my god just the music in general I don't know. Like, if go on Spotify, just download the freaking playlist, listen to it. That is like a banger of a soundtrack. Um, six player co op. That's insane. Uh, I mean, like, I, I just, I love that old school beat em up games. You don't see that very much nowadays. And I, I mean, honestly, like, I would love for more of those type of games to come out. There was a little bit of a resurgence, but the few of them that have come out, I feel like, weren't great 
Like Streets of Rage 4 was pretty decent. Was and pretty I think that was the same studio or at least the same publisher that did Streets of Rage 4, but that didn't click with me like TMNT. But yeah, yeah oh my god, TMNT was so much fun to play through. Like the replay the replayability in it is like endless. Like I've already beaten yeah. it four or five times and like I have not gotten sick of it yet. Mm. See now I've only played through it the once. I started it a second time, but I didn't mm. get all the way through it. Not yet. No, it's great. But you know, but you're probably right. It probably will be Elden Ring. <laughs> but but my my go-to is Ninja Turtles for sure. Yeah. If there was like a subcategory of like the best or game of the year that's like of a certain caliber, <laughs> you know, like I feel but, like... like the the thing is, it was also so unexpected because mm. I, I I don't know, like I just uh, you know an arcade beat 'em up style game. I just it's not something I would expect to see come out and be so well. And yeah. like I know, I think next week, uh, next month, they have the Cowabunga collection coming out. Mm. I, I'm afraid I'm gonna get my hopes a little too high for that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a this, collection of old of, turtles like, games. Old ones, yeah. So, but, but TMNT we'll Shredder's Revenge, though, like I can attest to that too. That I remember hearing when that game was first kind of announced. I think it was well over a year ago, if not a little less or a little more. Yeah. Uh, and I remember thinking like, oh, snap, a new Turtles game, but in the old style. Like, that's pretty cool. I like that because I love the old Turtles games. I had all of them on the NES back in the day and used to play them after school and stuff. So it was like, okay, here's hoping it's good. Here's hoping. <laughs> and then as soon as like it was coming around the time of like reviews coming out and people were like, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. And I was like, yes, like, thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was I was pretty scared going into it, and I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. Don't want to. No, but it was it was wonderful. Yeah, that's uh, I I agree. It's definitely a good game, and like I was kind of teetering because here's the issue we're going to get into too that there hasn't been a lot of big games that have come out this year that we all are on and playing, and that's my issue is I haven't played a lot of new releases this year. So it's, it was actually really hard for me to make a list of like what are my favorite games, you know, you know that could be game of the year games. Uh, so moving on though, so my number two is a little game called Tunic, because like Shredder's Revenge, it's one of those games that hits the nostalgia button like just right, but adds a new spin to it and gives it a little extra flavor. Uh, so if you don't know, Tunic's actually been in development for a long time. I've known about this game for probably about four years, if not longer. And it finally came out on Xbox through Game Pass. And oh my God, is it good? It's basically uh, Legend of Zelda, old school Legend of Zelda meets a little bit of a Souls-like game. In, in the loosest of senses, but that game does something so magical where it it makes you feel so good when you discover something and when you learn something. And it does that through the use of uh, environmental puzzles as well as a, a language in the game that you can't understand. And it does the cutest thing where you have a digital uh, manual that's akin to an old manual from like the old days that you would get in the box with a game. It even has like a notes page at the back. But you only find the manual a few pages at a time. So it's like as you're finding these pages to the manual, you're unlocking things to do in the game that you didn't know you could do, but you could do them all along. 
And that's like the brilliance of it when like you pick up a page of a manual and it says, oh, do this action to complete this or to do that. And it's like, I didn't even know you could do that. Like you can do a, a counter parry with the dude's shield, a little fox's shield. But you don't know it until you like pick up the manual and it says you have to do this button. And it's like, oh, all right, cool. So now I've learned that. Anyways, the game is incredibly hard if you don't take your time but it's breathtaking it's beautiful i don't know if either of you have played it uh i know jake I, said like a soulsborne person but it's not I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played it but i i will say i know just based off the way you described it that it does that legend of zelda feel really well is as you were describing even that um like the whole like oh you know you you learn about things you could do uh so even good. though you could have done them the whole time like, you know, even if it's more like an old school Legend of Zelda game, the first thing that came to my mind is like the little stuff from like Breath of the Wild. Like mm -hmm. you learn that you could have been like shield sliding down hills the yeah. entire time, like crazy stuff like that. And it's just like you, you were explaining that. And I was like, yeah, definitely the same vibe. I'm going to have to give that one a try. Honestly, you said it's on Game Pass. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to yeah, give that one a sure. try. Definitely. It's for it also for those out there, it is coming to PlayStation and Switch, I think, later this year. So if you don't have an Xbox, you will have the opportunity to try a tunic, and I highly recommend it. It's on the hard side, but you can also kind of like it's a it's a it's you can master things, you can get good at it, and it, it makes it that much more satisfying, especially when you beat a hard boss. Oh my god, like it's so rewarding, it's so satisfying. And there's so many little puzzles in that game that when you figure it out, you're just like Oh, like it gives you this overwhelming sense of like endorphin rush and just like it feels really good. I can't I can't praise it enough. All right. I'm done talking. <laughs> All right. All right. So I I'll move on to my next pick. Um, I, I want to make a disclaimer before I, I say anything about my picks two and three. And that mm -hmm. is that I picked them for vastly different reasons. And I don't really think one is better than the other. Yeah, I just think that they scratch two completely separate itches for me but i'll start off with kirby and the forgotten land which and the reason i picked this one is uh basically what jake hit on before he said something that was was perfect and that was like it made me feel like i was what eight years old again i think you oh, said yeah. jake and right. honestly this was a completely similar feel for me um i've always kind of had like a uh, you know i guess like a a spot for like you know these these like whimsical like nintendo type games you know what i mean i grew up on like the mario the pokemon mm -hmm. uh, a little a little bit of like the zelda not the old zelda but you know like wind wind waker probably like the oldest one i grew up on and you know i grew up on like the kirby superstar ultra like remake thing and so like all these like nintendo characters i have like a really soft spot for them and kirby in the forgotten land i saw these trailers coming out and i was like what the hell is this like you know they're going crazy 3d like mario odyssey this world that they're building is looking super weird uh actually uh i'm gonna shill i wrote a couch soup article about the liminal space uh in the kirby for and the forgotten land game uh <laughs> because i have to say the environment in that game was just absolutely wild i loved like the post-apocalyptic theme and how they kind of like had like these cute whimsical characters and like this shelled out world they they had these all like you know new little kirby forms like you know a little pencil kirby a little hunter kirby with the guns and like you know it's not necessarily my personal game of the year or anything but i enjoyed it so much i was like you know out of games that came out this year it's got to be in my top three that's that so 
nice like i that was one of the games that i've been meaning to pick up and i do want to try it especially like yeah. kirby games have never been for me but i've heard yeah. a lot of positive things about forgotten land so i'm like i think maybe i should give that one a go the and weirdest thing about the game too is that um most of the game is like super easy like for kids you know what i mean yeah typical and kirby then, fashion then there's like then there's like one arena at the end of the game that'll just like kick your ass just blow <laughs> you out i still haven't beat it so mm. yeah but anyways that that's my piece on kirby <laughs> um okay so my second pick uh i chose uncharted legacy of thieves collection and sure. yes yeah I, I mean yeah, i know i know it's kind of a you know he's 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 copping out right now he's you, getting, yeah, you, getting you, away you on a technicality really play a whole lot of games this year because there just hasn't been anything that's really grasped my attention but i know it's a remaster but i'll be honest with you even you know it's you know it's what uncharted 4 and logs legacy put together mm -hmm. if it was just uncharted 4 it would still get my vote um uncharted 4 to me is like a near perfect game that is a game I can always go back <laughs> to play time and time again. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, it had the little boost in graphics. Uh, I did the price point for it. I think it released at what forty dollars, I believe. I could be wrong. Correct me was if I'm wrong. Forty? I thought it was fifty. It was either for, it was either forty or fifty. It wasn't full price. I don't remember because I I'm gonna I did the upgrade yeah, right now. But they had the yeah. upgrade, which I thought was real nice. Yeah, I did the upgrade PS5 for the ten dollars. And then you got the movie ticket with it to see the film if you know that mm -hmm. was your thing. Uh I did it <laughs> just for that. <laughs> Honestly. Um I mean like I said, Uncharted Four to me, like it's very near and dear to my heart. Uh I will always love that game. And I just I don't know. I, I think it's pretty high up there. Like I said, there hasn't been that very many games I've played this year. Just nothing's really interested me. So mm. it's, it's kind of hard to choose. So I'm going to jump fair. in kind of with. with a fact check for the viewers. And that 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 is that it did launch at $50. Was it 50 Okay. Yeah, Stan was correct. There you go. Yeah. My biggest issue with that collection was the fact that it had no multiplayer. And I know yeah. technically you can still play the multiplayer. You still play like the PS4 version, but it's like the pizza. Why? Part. Like they did that to us with the the previous collection, with the uh, the Nathan Drake collection. Mm -hmm. You got three games, the one through three, but no multiplayer. Yeah, and I'm like, but I would still be playing Uncharted 2's multiplayer if you gave it to me. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> the multiplayer wasn't good. I loved Uncharted 2's multiplayer. 3 was pretty good, too, especially because 3 had the co-op mode. Those co-op levels were great. If I you never have, played 3's co-op. Yeah, you're missing out on that. You're And it's gone uh, forever. And it's gone. gone. I can't. Gone. I'm, Never again. There, was, there were, like, little, uh, like, nugget-sized pieces of story adventure, but you mm -hmm. played through them together with friends. Huh. So you would be, like, Nate, uh, Sully, and either, like, Elena or... Uh, just one of the crew and it's like you had to fight your way from one end to the other and it was kind of like a horde mode where you had to fight these waves of enemies but it was a very structured cinematic experience it wasn't just hunker down and kill things as they came at you so it was like, kind of yeah. like halo's spartan ops i think they had in halo 4 i believe possibly i mean it like almost little... been a while since i've done that it almost reminds me of like and this is i feel like there's a deeper cut like a like far cry 3 had like a co-op mode that sounds a lot like what what you're talking about i remember I that i remember yeah. far cry 3's uh co-op mode 
Yeah, reminds I me. I guess of that it's a, a fair bit. comparison. It's just like the the Uncharted Three thing, though. It was they were set pieces, you know, like they were these really big bombastic set pieces. Yeah, and I remember there was a one that like you were making your way through the village in Nepal from like Uncharted Two, and like a tank comes blasting through, and it was like the level in the game but it was a separate thing that you played with people together and you had to like get from point A to point B and get past the tank without getting blasted by it. Gotcha. it oh my God. It was so good. So <laughs> yeah, it hurts my feelings that they didn't keep that intact for the new one. That's a shame. The re-release. Uh, well, I have thanks. many gripes when it comes to these Sony <laughs> re-releases. Yeah. Anyways. <sighs> so my final pick on this is kind of a it's a new addition it's something that i've been thinking about i'm trying to decide on because under the 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 guise of i haven't played a lot of new games but in the last week this is literally in the last week uh myself and brandy picked up this game on steam called dinkum yes dinkum that's the name of the game and we've been kind of obsessed with it i easily put about maybe 20 15, 20 hours in this game in the few days since I've had it. And it's super addicting. It's an early access on Steam, so I don't know if that technically counts because it's not a full release yet, but it's a it's a very full-fledged game. It's only $20. And it's the best way to describe this game is it's Animal Crossing meets Stardew Valley meets Minecraft. And it's a beautifully perfect blend of all three of those. If you're a fan of Animal Crossing, you're going to like Dinkum. If you're a fan of Stardew Valley, you're going to like Dinkum. Uh, and I want to put that in there because I feel like this game has a good chance of being like a smash success, kind of like out of nowhere, kind of like Stardew Valley was when that first came right. out. And I don't, I didn't, I have Animal Crossing. I've played a bit of it. It just, it, it doesn't click with me as much because it's really slow. It feels like you can't do much. You're kind of like limited to how much you can do per day. Whereas Dinkum on the other end, does it the Sardew Valley way of you have a stamina meter. There's a there's an in-game clock that you have so much time in your day to do so much. And you can go nuts collecting materials and building things. And I feel like I could sit here and talk all day about you get stuck in that cycle and that rhythm of like how you're going to collect more resources so you can build certain items so that you can get money. And it it does kind of rip off Animal Crossing in the way of like, you're going to go live on a desert island now, but guess what? You got to pay this debt to pay off your move-in costs. And then it's this continual cycle of like, okay, now you got to build a general store, but the general store costs, you know, X amount of dinks is what the money is called. <laughs> so you got to pay off the dinks by selling the garbage that you pick up, just like an Animal yeah. Crossing. But it does it in a way that feels so much more satisfying than Animal Crossing does. And it's smoother and faster. I don't know. It's good. You should check it out. Dan, I'm not going to lie. You're you're scaring me a little bit because <laughs> <Stop> if, <laughs> if, if, if Ava's listening, if my girlfriend's listening, I am. Oh, don't let I her am, know. <laughs> don't let her know. Don't let her know because I will never get free time again. She will. She'll be like, we're buying this game right now. We're playing this game right now. Oh, what, what, what'd you say? You said, what's up? Dinkum has co-op. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. And it works. And, and there it is. Well, and there it is. That's awesome. And, and what, what'd you say it is? You said it's uh, Minecraft, Stardew Valley, and what else? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah, th those three are like her, her big three. It's like mm. her triforce of, of gaming right there. So I, if she picks this up, I'm done for. Yeah. It's fun. So and, got it's got, 
I want to, I, now that I'm remembering this, I want to touch on this. It has co-op and it works well. It's not dumb, which that's usually one of the biggest gripes of like when me and my girlfriend want to play a co-op game and you're like, well, why is yeah. the co-op stupid though? Like it doesn't work or it doesn't make sense. So we've only done a little bit of co-op so far where I joined her game. So I, like I was on her Island and we were going around together. She's got all of her stuff. All of her things are there. And I was able to go in and just kind of do my own thing. And like, oh, do you need help with this? Okay, I'll help you with that. Or I'll go and I'll harvest this material. And anything I collected, I kept. I brought it back with me. I brought it back to my own game. Oh, you and brought it back to your game? Yeah. Oh, so wow. It, it gives me experience. Yeah, oh, and incentive. you level up, you get experience points. Like, the more yeah. you mine, you get, you level up your mining. The more you farm, you level up your farming. The more you fish, the you know, it's like... And it yeah. all carries over. And that's usually my biggest gripe of yeah, game that, that that's the that sounds like the hugest part of that because yeah. like you know stardew it, it sounds a lot like stardew but the it's, whole thing with stardew is all your stuff is localized to whatever world you're joining and all that exactly but yeah if you have the incentive to like bring your stuff over back to your place or whatever that is pretty huge yeah and that was like with the first thing i tested too as soon as i went into our game i was like oh i have all my stuff i came into our game with my stuff right. and i was like hmm do I keep stuff in your game though? I'm like, I don't want to start stealing all your crap, but <laughs> I was, there's like a, a local storage bin in like the starter base. And I'm like, I'm going to put one random item in that, that I don't care about and see if it comes back with me into my game. So I stuck right. like a, a shell in there, you know, that I picked up off the beach and then I left and went into my game and that shell was in my box. And I was like, Oh, and I had everything else that I took when I left her game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is uh, this game is addicting as hell. <laughs> now, I'll I'll stop there because I know I can just talk forever on this. <laughs> you said this is right. just on Steam at the moment. Currently on Steam, I would be shocked if this game doesn't come to console in the near future, though. And it Probably, you can I'm it plays on a controller. It's like comes out of early access. It plays really well on controller too. Yeah. Yeah, it'll. I'm assuming you're right. It'll probably come to console after early access wraps. Yeah, probably. most likely. So. Yeah, and there's combat in the game. You get cr attacked by crocodiles and sharks. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like Far Cry all over again. Okay, all I'm right, done. I'm all right. I'm I'm cutting you off, Dan. You're done for. No more Dinkum. All right, <laughs> Dinkum. Dink I know it sounds dumb, but Dinkumberg, Dinkumberg, <laughs> Dinkumberg. All right, I'm leaping into my last but not least pick for my top three and that is neon white which is a game that came out i want to say a month ago yeah it's fairly recently yeah, yeah very, very recent game um this is like my personal innovative pick where it's like my mm. my my personal like maybe number one it scratches like a, a similar itch kind of sort of to like boomer shooters which as, as we've talked about here before we're super big on here um, it's, it's kind of like got a similar feel to that, but it's also got like a, a speed based element to it where it's like a big, it's kind of like a momentum game. shooter, isn't it? A little bit. So basically the way these, these like levels work, right. Is you have a timer, you have to get to the end of the level and kill all the enemies to get through the level you know what i mean and then you get like a, a metal based on your time and you've got like bronze silver gold platinum right and the medals you get like increase this rank and that's how you like progress in the story um but the thing about the game is 
that the weapons you get they don't like carry over through levels there's like these cards like they're they're called cards but they're they're weapons right they're like okay. placed at points throughout the level and when you pick them up you get a small amount of ammo for a certain weapon whatever weapon the card is right and you can fire off that ammo and you'll lose the card or alternatively you burn the card with some ammo left and you get like a movement ability so there's like a pistol right which is like obviously like the most basic card you find and you could pop off like 12 shots with that or before you you know fire off your 12 shots you right click and it does like this massive jump and so it's like a weird like puzzler almost where like you're speed running through these levels you're going crazy you're killing these enemies but you have to like manage these cards you have so that you have the right movement abilities to make it through the level mm. and then obviously you know there's a there's a point where like when you're replaying the levels or if you're a speedrunner and you're trying to go through it in one go there's like a routing element to it you know what i mean where like in addition to like having these cards and like figuring out how you want to do things there might be a more optimal way to use that movement ability to get around the map to the end and be like you know maybe five seconds quicker maybe 15 seconds quicker and so the game just hits like this this really weird like a combination of elements for me where it's like it almost sounds like it might not work and i for some people mm -hmm. it probably doesn't work but for me it just does you know what i mean and like i'm not like big on like the anime stuff like i like some anime i'm not a big anime guy but um like the anime aesthetic for it kind of works for me like the characters are like kind of dorky they've got some cringy dialogue but like they have steve bloom as like neon white the main character so he's and basically spike i no, literally uh like the the way the game story plays out he's like perfectly cast because he's basically spike spiegel and it's just great like uh th this is kind of like you know as you said how you could go on and on and on about dinkum i feel like i could go on and on and on about this game i haven't even beaten it i've gotten to like some crazy there's a crazy story twist i got to i still have to you know hammer out the rest of the game but it is good it's bad shit crazy i feel like there's something for everyone a little bit even though the game's super weird it's 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 just a crazy game it's super cool i would recommend giving it a try it's like I've i want to say 20 bucks but i'm not 100 sure it's a really it's been good on my title. radar for a little bit and i yeah it was one of those things where i'm like if that comes to game pass i'm definitely gonna play it <laughs> oh 100 if it comes to game pass get on that immediately definitely a good game cool sweet um okay so my last pick i'm just gonna round up it's just my list is just the nostalgia pick mm. i've realized it's all nostalgia <laughs> that's all it is uh so my pick is pokemon legends Arceus. Woo, Pokemon. Uh, so this one was actually... I honestly I'm, didn't even know you played Pokemon until I saw you put that on the list. <laughs> no, so, so this one was a big surprise because, to go off of that, I haven't really played a Pokemon game in over 10 plus years. Like, the oh, last yeah. great game that I played... I I've think heard em like Emerald on the, on the Game Boy Advance. Really good, too. And ever since, I think... Like the DS came out, I couldn't get into any Pokemon games after that. Mm. I tried, I just I couldn't. Um, so uh, there's a lot of hype around this coming out, and it was supposed to be like the you know the Zelda Breath of the Wild open world, and I'm like it interests me, but I was a little not too sure how I felt about it. If I liked that, because like I, I love the top down 
view plane. I just I, I missed it. Uh, so ended up making the. I bought it at midnight release, and uh, like I fell in love with it. it. Like it really shocked me. Um, so I didn't think I would like the open world, but like the the moment like I went into an open area and my favorite Pokemon is Machop. I saw like a valley of Machops, just like a herd. 20, Thirty of them just heard of it. I'm like, oh my god, where's my Pokeball? Was it like that you, scene in uh, Jurassic you. Park when they like come over the hill and they see the field of dinosaurs and they're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I was like starstruck. I was like, holy crap, I love this game. Like my biggest issue is like I haven't finished it yet. It's a great game. I just keep getting so sidetracked. Yeah. Like I always have to go and gather materials because I feel like I never have enough even though I probably do. It's just every time I see like a tree to get, you know, materials for a Pokeball, I'm like, gotta go hit it. Mm. Oh, look, I see one in the distance. Gotta go get it. Um, no, I mean, honestly, it's like I I fell in love with it. It's something I really didn't think I was going to love because like I haven't played it in like 10 plus years of series. Um, my only issue, it's not so much with the game itself, it's with the next game that's coming out. I just I feel like that's coming out what November later this year. Wrong. Yeah, Tyler might, like Tyler might yeah. know because I know yeah, you're. Yeah, I, th- I think it's Pokemon I think it's guy. November. It's coming I, out. I was checking my, them. They, they my issue this year. is how close they released. Yeah. You have two games in the same year. I'm not Three, even if you count make the it fact through. that it's a the two like sides yeah. of the coin kind of thing that they do. But overall, no, it's it's a very fun game. Uh, I hope to beat it in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Pokemon I, games I, have always been like a little rough for me, but I highly, highly recommend it. The fact that Legends looked like they were trying to Breath of the Wild ify Pokemon that definitely interested me. I was like, oh, that might work for me. I'm actually interested in that. No. Um, I've actually been visiting the Pokemon franchises again, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, ah, it's, just, it's the time commitment that's always the biggest struggle. But we'll see. I do. I've been told that like, if I ever play a, a Pokemon game, I should play Legends. And I think you know what's crazy. I I will kind of like out myself here. I haven't mm-hmm. played Legends. I've played like every other Pokemon game, probably, or at least every other mainline Pokemon game. And I just have not played Legends. However, I did a lot of looking into Legends, and I am not surprised that you haven't beaten the game yet. It, I actually am impressed with how much they've put into that game. I've I've found like the last couple Pokemon games a little bit lackluster, and Legends, like they have such like an incredible amount of detail in it. Like I'm just gonna throw it out there. The one thing that that still impresses me, like it's such a tiny detail. There's like some side quest in the game where like the and I'm sure like some people probably hate this. But the answer to the side quest, like the thing you have to do to complete the side quest, is in a book in Diamond and Pearl. Which is like, okay. yeah. yeah, because, okay, so because like <laughs> Legends, so so Legends Arceus is like the Hisui region that like the game takes place in. It's supposed to be like ancient Sinnoh and Diamond yeah. and Pearl were the original Sinnoh games. And so like in the library in Diamond and Pearl, there's a book that has like an ancient legend in it. And in that book, there's like the answer to a side quest in Legends Arceus. And like they just have like weird like details like that all throughout the game. <laughs> I just think it's impressive. I really like it. It's crazy. So it's really yeah. deep. 
in order to beat a game, you got to play another game to figure out the answer. I was looking at Diamond and Pearl because I've heard that those are like some of the better ones to play too. They are the best ones. If I ever have the time, because I don't. That's the problem too. That's why I have such a massive backlog and I'm spending most of 2022 playing my backlog or playing old games yeah, that definitely and that's something i was going to get into like we've we've come full circle now we've each given like our top picks of games this year and that brought me to thinking how 2022 has been a year for my backlog or at least just i've been visiting a lot of older games and i've been playing like especially since we did that boomer shooter episode a few weeks ago and like i've been playing a lot of shooters lately i've been going back yeah. and like i'm playing call of duty 2 for the first time i've never played it before like call of duty 2 call of like, duty 2 2 just 2 2 like big red one and original call of <laughs> yeah. duty 2 the xbox 360 game i oh, got through the first yeah. mission and got that big fat 50g achievement i'm like oh man the old yeah. days of achievements because they couldn't they only put in like 10 achievements per game yeah so i'm revisiting old games i've been playing a lot of random old stuff this year yeah i uh, feel you there I, I just started Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, yeah. Heck wow. yeah, dude. Yeah. If, if you could play through the Halo series, do it. Like, just do it. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely and I, Yeah, like I, like, you know, I talked about it last week a little bit. Um, I was talking about playing Assassin's Creed Unity. And over the past week, like, I've gone through and I've finished up a lot of DLC and, you know, side quests and stuff I didn't get to originally when the games came out and ended up 100%ing, I think, Assassin's Creed Unity now, mm. Assassin's Creed Origins, and oh, there was another one. Syndicate was another yeah, one. Yeah, Syndicate. Currently, currently, I'm working on Rogue, um, but I'm starting that one from scratch because mm. I never, never played the remastered when it came out. I haven't beaten an Assassin's Creed game since the final of the Ezio trilogy. Like that was the I, kind of, I felt like I played a lot of Black Flag, but I never finished it. Uh, yeah i just the big open world games are so difficult for me to get through it's just i get so lost and distracted and just like wandering all it's the sidetrack it's yeah. always the sidetracks yeah and that's why i haven't beaten elden ring yet either yeah. it's the and that's, same that's problem my, that's my pokemon <laughs> problem right <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> yeah uh but so before we close it out the last thing is that we want to touch on were games of the this year that we want to at least mention that are like you know these are some of the bigger releases we might not have been able to play them as well as the games that are coming this year that might give elden ring a run for its money so real quick just want to fire off like sifu i actually reviewed that for couch soup and i gave that an eight out of ten soup bowls as we call them or soups eight out of ten soups it was a good fun game but after i reviewed it never went back to it like it's a good game i might maybe one day go back to it i don't know uh horizon for and west that poor bastard's been collecting dust ever since i got uh elden ring which is sad because i was really enjoying what i had played it was a massive improvement over the first game ghostwire tokyo is another game that i look forward to playing because i love shinji mikami i'm kind of being an xbox fanboy and waiting for the xbox version that will inevitably come to game pass next year um Tiny Tina's Wonderland came out this year, and that's another, like, I love the Borderlands series. I'll probably like Wonderland. And, of course, we got the Lego Star Wars game. That was really oh, good. Where you could well, play as Max Rebo. Right? God bless. You can play as Chewbacca or Darth Vader or pretty much any character wearing Christmas sweaters, like ugly Christmas sweaters. That's amazing. Uh, but, yeah. So let's look at the list of upcoming games that I think 
this is kind of like a personal pick. I, I mean, I threw Saints Row on there, and I'm like, nah, Saints Row isn't going to get. <laughs> that's not going to win anyone's game of the year. But it looks uh, good. But if you guys, one of you, uh, uh, do the honors for me and read off this list that I have of the contenders. All right. So we got the list of contenders. Number one on top of the list is God of War, Ragnarok. Number two is Bayonetta 3. After that, we have Splatoon 3. Splatoon. 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 <laughs> After that, we have Saints Row, which, as you heard here first, Jake said, is going to be good. Uh, you, could hold, you could hold them to that one. Um, after that, we have Overwatch 2. Following that, we have Gotham Knights. After that, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the new one. <laughs> the new Modern Warfare the new one. Modern Warfare 2 2. Yes. Right. Modern Warfare <laughs> 2 squared. Super Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> after that, we have the Callisto Protocol. And last but not least, we have Hogwarts Legacy as the contenders for upcoming 2022 games. Yes. That might just pull it away, but probably not. Yeah, so this is the main games that are coming out for the rest of this year that have a good shot at being like big maybe tens, maybe. That's what I that's what I'll call these, the maybe tens. You know, they're most likely going to be eights or nines, but maybe a 10. So, Hogwarts Legacy I hope doesn't get delayed. <laughs> Because I'm excited for that game, but anyway, I'll be honest. Like I haven't heard anything from that game. I forgot it existed up until this moment. They put a fresh trailer out, like they did a big gameplay deep dive a few months ago, but then it's been dark since then. Yeah. So yeah, it had a release date for this fall, I think, like October, November. But I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Dan. I, yeah, I have it's... a feeling that one's that one's a 2023. Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's gonna get it, pushed. It, it might find its way into 2023. So yeah. Anyways. We gotta acknowledge the the big fat, you know, elephant in the room is, that is God of War. There is a lot of hype. There's a lot of expectations for God of War Ragnarok, and I I'm sure it's gonna be really hard for people to score that game less than a ten when it comes out, unless there's something really wrong with it. But I kind of don't see that happening. No, if any game is gonna overtake Elden Ring, it's gonna be God of War. Yeah, it's probably the top contender, I think. I largely agree. Uh, I will say, didn't play the first God of War. Uh, I watched a good chunk of it being played, so I don't really have a horse in the race. Mm -hmm. However, just like I don't have a horse in the race with Elden Ring, I know for a fact that that is going to be a massive drop. And it definitely is going to be, um, like, you know, when award season comes up, it's going to be, you know, neck and neck between the two mm -hmm. of them. I wonder if, like, you know, two... A little bit in the back of my head if like you know recency bias on god of war will affect things you know i i'm wondering when when the actual awards drop what's going to happen based on that yeah. but it is definitely going to be, be between the two of those i'm thinking i can easily speak on recency bias because man was i salty when uh star wars jedi fallen order got completely skipped over for the game of the year awards or any wars for that matter, because like it came out at the tail end of 2019. Yeah. And then like, because it came out at the end, like it was late November, it missed the game of the, the year. Deadline. Awards. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then they, everyone forgot about it by the next yeah. year. So it got completely glazed over. And yes. I'm like, that's like one of the best games that came out in 2019. 
come on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sure there's going to be so much like regurgitating of just like the obsessiveness over God of War Ragnarok when that comes out. And I don't know. I, I have no reason to expect it won't get a 10 unless, again, they do something really wrong. I have hopes for some of these other games on the list. I put Callisto Protocol on there because I'm personally really excited for Callisto Protocol. Regardless of what that game gets as a score, <laughs> horror games never win game of the year. So yeah. I know it's I know that's a fantasy pipe dream. How about you guys? <laughs> Do you have um, any personal hopes? Personal hopes? Uh, it's like I I like the idea of Gotham Knights, but something is just telling me it's it's not I'm getting what I think warnings. it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting huge alarm alarm when bells. I heard the initial guys. idea, it sounded great, but like everything I've heard and seen since then. Yes. Just, I it actually I, looked better mm-hmm. before they showed more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that how you feel too, a little bit, Jake? Yeah. And like yeah, the fact no. that like they started off saying, you know, it has nothing to do with like the Arkham games. I was like, kinda wish it would. Yeah. But like what is the other game that's coming out? I don't think it's coming out this oh, year. Oh, Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad game. Right, yeah. That's yeah. connected to the Arkham series games. Yeah. But yeah. this one isn't, and I was like, this one seems like it would. But- and, and for me, I feel like as they show more of the gameplay, it's like the feel of the game they're going for with that one, like, or, or from what I perceived it to be, I guess, has, like, completely shifted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they showed off that they have, like, the gear system. And it's like, I don't hate gear systems, but like not every game needs to have a gear system. This is not the type of game where I feel like I really want a gear system. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I I don't know. Like the whole like, all mm. the characters are have like abilities where they could jump and fly around and stuff. Like, specialize out the characters. You know, it's four unique bat like you know, Batman side of the DC universe characters. I I don't know. I'm just getting weird alarms with this one too. I feel you there. Yeah, I, I've never been huge on DC characters or games, but I love the Batman Arkham Asylum game. I yeah. liked City. I didn't play much of the other ones after that. I was very confused to hear like, oh, there's these separate spin-off games, and then like, from what I've seen of recent gameplay with Gotham Knights, it looks like they're kind of mirroring the combat from the Batman games, sort of, but then. Is it? Am I forgetting? Is that a co-op game? Is that going to allow for like multiplayer, or is it just Suicide it Squad is, that's going to do that? But it's it only going to be yeah, two players. Sorry, two I think players, but you have four characters to choose. From. Yeah. No. Yeah, so why wouldn't it be a, like four that, player? That was, that yeah, was another big alarm bell that, that I had going off on that one. So. Yeah, you would think the go-to yeah. there would be like co-op four-player campaign to exactly. the game. Exactly. So. Yeah. So. Like I want yeah. it to be well, but I, I don't think it's going to be as great. I as definitely, so well. well, the last time I watched footage on Gotham Knights, I was very under, uh, <laughs> underwhelmed by the gameplay footage. Like it was something of like, yeah. uh, there was one of, uh, God, I'm blanking on the characters' names. Nightwing. Nightwing, yeah. Red Hood. Red Hood. Red Hood. Okay, yeah. I was yeah. watching the gameplay clips from them, and I'm like, this looks very dull and kind of boring. Yeah, it's not doing much for me. But anyways, I definitely agree here. I'm going to really quickly taper off that little negative harsh rant. And I'm going to bring a slight bit of positivity. All right. Because I'm going to talk about a game on here 
that actually has me slightly excited. Slightly. As, yeah. Believe it or not, I, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with Jake. Um, Saints Row. I'm gonna be honest right. with you. I was a big fan. I didn't I didn't really play much of four, the one with the superheroes and shit. I, so and, and I know this is like a soft a masterpiece. Reboot. Three is great. <laughs> three is fantastic. And I'm gonna be Three's honest, good. the look and feel of this game kind of reminds me of like three with like modern gaming technology i know there's like a lot of people that are like pissed off about the game you know they're yeah, saying i don't it's understand political, that. whatever i don't give a shit about it the game looks cool the game looks like i mean like you know it, it's looking like you're gonna blow things up like there's gonna be the same wacky vibe to it and that's all i need from a saints row game it just looks fun it yeah. just like it, yeah, exactly. yeah. there's really and, not and much it. more to say about it. Like you know, there's some games where I could go off on a tangent. No, not on this one. Game just looks fun. Game looks good. And like, and then that's the thing that's sad. It's like you know, the Saints Row series. I think most people can agree it it peaked. I think in the second installment, but it doesn't mean it's still not a bad game. Most so. people cannot agree. I, I think I think a lot of people agree second is the best. Well, and third, three third start, is the best, Jake. I disagree. I, my, no, no, no. Third <laughs> is my favorite. Okay. I said most people. Everybody that I seem to talk to, two is probably still like the most closest to I should say not as crazy as the third and fourth is. So I wanted to make that comparison though to be like uh crystal clear on that like saints row one and two were very much like grand theft auto competitors yeah yes they were, were trying to be, to be grand theft auto and they realized they uh, couldn't be gta three yeah. started yes. tilting into and then that. three Let's was like we're crazy. just gonna go out <laughs> we're doing our own window. thing and yeah. then four, they're like all right let's crank that up to 11 <laughs> literally uh i will say this too because like i played saints row one and or two ages ago and i remember being like oh this is like grand theft auto but you know, a little bit different and and i was like okay i kind of like it. it's not bad i i played a bit of them and then i did i avoided saints row 3 thinking like oh this looks so stupid it looks so ridiculous like that artwork the cover it was like oh this is too much this is too much and then i played it because they added it to playstation plus on the ps3 back in like 2013 or 14 and that intro yes Damn, did that sell me. I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. It's so stupid. I love it. It's so good. And I played the through music. that entire game. So good. I was a little disappointed with 4. I didn't like 4 as much. I thought the superpowers kind of broke the, 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 the joy. Um, but I did enjoy the fourth one, too. It was good. It was just too much. Yeah. It was like... Yeah. It was fun for like a few hours. And then after that, you're like, I've gotten the hang of this. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. But I agree that I have hopes for saints row i want it i'm hoping it's gonna be good i like i look forward to that especially if it's got solid online co-op like let's go yeah. boys oh, 100%, let's go a hundred percent because that's that's like half the fun of the saints row stuff you got the wacky stuff and then you got your friends doing wacky shit with you so yeah for sure oh yeah uh i don't have much thoughts on call of duty call of duty is call of duty i will probably play it i i usually end up buying those games and i play the multiplayer a bit I, again, this is me. I'm like, I'm going back to Call of Duty 2 and I'm working my way through the campaigns because I haven't played a Call of Duty campaign, I think, since maybe Advanced Warfare. And I didn't beat that. That was the one with Troy Baker. Yeah, and, that's when I stopped. And I, yeah, I just stopped playing the campaigns. And that's why they stopped making campaigns. <laughs> but I don't know. Modern Warfare 2, I'm sure it's going to be a big deal. But Call of Duty games, they don't win Game of the Year. So no, they're not yeah. as big anymore. I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I I would say so. Any final thoughts, guys? 
Mm, I I think I'm good. I think I've covered I mean, everything. I feel like I only, need to cover. The only other thing I could see that would be maybe a close second underneath God of War would be Overwatch. Mm. Overwatch could be big. That's that's a con. Really, you, do you guys think so? I think it's a controversial opinion. I think the biggest downside of Overwatch Two is the fact that it's going free to play. But then again, uh, Fortnite, eh, like Fortnite's won a lot of stuff over the years, so. That's I mean, true. That's, that's my close second. I mean, I'm not a big Overwatch person, but mm-hmm. that has got quite a big fan base behind it. Still pretty popular to this day. Uh, if they can just not piss off people, because like, <laughs> there's such a hate train for Blizzard right now. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, that's the problem. But like, even even then, I just don't know if it's doing enough to differentiate itself. Yeah, it's you probably going to adopt mean? like the same Fortnite model of monetizing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah. it's the same thing as Fortnite, but Overwatch now. Yeah, cool. and it's just like it's it's so similar to Overwatch One that I feel like a lot of people are scratching their heads and saying why. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they didn't they say that like once Overwatch Two comes out, Overwatch One is basically just gonna like disappear. Like it's gonna they're gonna phase Overwatch One into Overwatch Two, I think. Something like that. They have a weird. It's like just a, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's what they said, but I know they have like a weird scheme with it. Like I feel like they're overly weird. complicating it a little bit. So. merging it i guess yeah something Mm. like that well thank you guys for giving us uh your your takes and your opinions on the personal picks like that's one of the things i was like i want to talk personal picks especially since you know we're not you know like journalists or anything we're not game you know uh like professionals so we don't get to sit here and play all the big games as they come out all year long so even if i did like even still like i you know sifu whatever horizon like can't really go into all of the big titles that have come out this year but anyways thank you guys so much for joining me tyler and jake i want to let everyone else out there you know thank you for watching the show and listening please be sure to write us at replayerpodcast at gmail.com or message the twitter dms and let us know what you think of the show you know suggestions comments concerns i'm still looking for you know feedback on everything and some of these changes we're making be on the lookout for the the new show that's going to replace this show in the coming future Please be excited. Thank you, guys. I'm Dan Morris, and that's game over, folks. See you all next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Sayonara. You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew?